we have been talking in the area of living offense-free. Living offense-free. Get into that place where we are living stress-free, strife-free, and stuck-free. That is a place that you and I can get in God. But it's a place of maturity. It's a place that you arrive by being proactive, by taking the initiative to respond the way God responds. So it's not a place that you arrive, minister, just because you've been saved X amount of years. You get to this place as a result of being mature. What do you mean? Doing what the Word of God tells me to do, becoming a lover of God's Word. Now, we understand that through this teaching that a lover of God's Word is one who does what the Word says to do. Are you with me? Now, I want to say something because uh, things aren't happening for people, not because God relented on His promises. No, His promises are yes and amen. But when things uh, somewhat seem to no longer flow, we say it's God. You have to remember what God promised you. We know for sure that God cannot lie. He answers all of his promises. And he is faithful. So we're going to show or I want to get to the place today where we will see that when things are hindered, it's not because God changed this mind. It's because we got out of agreement with what his mind wills or what his word wills. Remember now, we, we are encouraged to hold fast to our profession of faith, okay, which is our agreement. It is to say, are you here? It is to what? Say the same thing that God says. It is to respond according to a situation the way that God's respond. So when it comes to living offense-free, I have to respond to this individual. I have to respond to this situation the same way that God responds. And when I respond the way he responds to more, I am now in agreement. And what's happening, a lot of people are grieving Holy Spirit because they're not responding the way he would, we respond. And when we respond the way he desires we respond, it's indicative or it is proof that we are truly sons and daughters of the Most High. So, but we spent a lot of time dealing with um, living offense free. So let's start moving in the vein of overcoming offenses. Overcoming offenses. <laughs> in other words, we're now... Brother Carter, moving from information to application. We've been informed. Now it's time to do. See, see, now watch this though. Don't clap too fast because that's one of the most hardest things for, indi for individuals to do. Not making up your mind. You see, it's more than just making up your mind. It's more than deciding to forgive. You actually have to forgive. See, a lot of people, man, they decide to do It's more than deciding. You have to do, Brother Rudolph. So now, so, so 
actually application means I have to apply. There, I have to exert my own effort. God's already did what he's going to do. So now I have to get into agreement by doing what he says for me to do. Are you with me? And again, it's not by happenstance that we've spent a great deal of time here. And we've seen that a brother who was offended or sister is harder to win than a fortified city. <laughs> so three or four messages on this for the person who feel like, oh, I heard. But see, a couple of things that one is getting into your spirit and it's uprooting rigid beliefs. And perhaps then again, God is saying, hey, you still hold it on to it. But, but it's going to take more than three or four or five sessions on hearing this. Because, because, and, I, and I found this. Christians, those who call themselves Christ followers or believers, are some of the most stubborn, rigid, stiff-necked people. Not all. And we're poor representatives. Poor representatives are ambassadors of Christ for some people. And that's why some don't want to be Christians or believers because they are, you know what they call most Christians who say and don't do. Hypocrites. Actors, in the original Greek, that word hypocrite means actors under an assumed character. Actors. Under an assumed character. You're playing the role of a believer. You're playing the role of Christ. But you're really not. You're just a fake. A phony. That's why some, you know, they, they know the lingo. They know they can do it all. And hold an offense. So let's talk about, and just let me give you just some of the things that we've covered that would indicate that one perhaps have taken the bait. So when we're talking about living offense free, we're talking about, you know, not taking a bait. When you realize you've been hooked, not remaining hooked. See, because offense is going to come. Oh, yes. It is, it's, listen. Okay, that's one cough, guys. <laughs> okay. Now, no, no, let's get serious for a minute. Three coughs, you're going to be escorted out. Because <laughs> I don't want some of the newer people in the... I don't want anybody to be offended. Because you... Well, let's do this. Lay your hands on yourself. No, for real. <laughs> I'm healed. No, 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 for real. You're not trying to get healed. You are healed in Jesus' name. Who's that said bronchitis? Just say bronchitis. Line up. Leave my body now. 
Yeah. Okay, now that we got that out of the way. So I hear one over here, one over here. So that, that, that there's, you guys got two more. <laughs> and you know I love you, so we're not even about to get offended. See, that was, a, that was see, the enemy could use that. Oh, he count. He don't understand. <laughs> Call five times. You make me. Wish somebody would try to put me out the church. <laughs> some some indications that perhaps <laughs> you've allowed this to take root. There's rebellion. Listen to this, beloved. There's rebellion. There's lying, strife, envy, hatred, jealousy, bitterness, rage, unforgiving, murder. These are just some of the indications that perhaps you've allowed this thing to take root. Now, some, just, just to give you a couple of things that we know for sure that we've ascertained thus far is that it is, and we got this out of Luke 17, it is impossible that no offenses should come. They're going to come. Two, you don't want to be the one setting the trap, causing one to stumble. And three, we are told to take heed to your Sales. Are you with me? Now, uh, again, that word offense is the Greek word scandalous. It means to be a snare, a stumbling block. It's a cause for error. It's the trigger of a trap. It's, it's the part of the trap that ensnares its prey. Okay? Are you here? Yes, so so, so uh, it, it's, it's almost like the thing that they said. Well, if you receive it, you took hold of it. And here's what you have to remember. That's just their opinion. What does your father say about you, your heavenly father? Are you with me? And it's never what they say about you. It's what you believe. It's whether you believe or not what they say about you. It's never what they say. It's whether you believe it or not. Then, to this word scandalin or the means of stumbling, it stresses the method of entrapment, of how someone, listen to this now, of how someone is caught by their own devices, like their personal biases or carnal thinking. So, for most, what this definition is saying is that for most, they are offended or they took debate based upon their own biases or their carnal thinking, which is another sign of spiritual immaturity. Someone who was forever offended, always offended to this, offended to that, is a person who was not maturing spiritually. And we've seen this. Are you with me? 
So from which we get the English word scandalizo, that's where we get scandalizing and scandals, people who uh, engage in gossip and malicious talk. Are you with me? So it's any personal thing which is entrapped or drawn into error or to sin because of they allow themselves to take the bait. And, and this is true. And we said there are four ways. And if you have not gotten this or if you're new to viewing today, there are four ways and there are probably more. But I've given you four, four ways that seeds of offense get sown into, into our hearts. What others said to us. What others said to us. See, we have to be more mature than that. You can't control another man's actions. But you can control how you respond to another woman's, another man's actions. What others did not say to us, what others did to us, and what others did not do for us. And I said something very alarming on last week, and I want to say it again. And to those of you who reached out and, and have expressed how this message has been a blessing to you, um, I, that's very encouraging to me. Because I know this to be true. And I share with you a survey that said at any given point, 80% of congregants are offended at somebody, either in the church or without. 80% of, so that means, again, the majority who are here are offended at something somebody didn't say, did say, didn't do, or did do. And if we want to get to that place of freedom, we have to let it go. Let it go. And see, we can't hide behind loud music, low music, great worship, great preaching. You can't shout it out. You have to let it go. No need to fast. And if, after the completion of the fast, you're not willing to let it go. No need of praying if you're not willing to let it go. And we think we could just cover it up and ignore it, but it only makes matters worse for the person who's harboring it. Christians, man. Are you guys here? Thank you, sir. 80% harboring ill feelings towards Different people in the congregation. What somebody didn't say. What somebody did say. What somebody did do. What somebody didn't do. I don't. I. I, I want to sit over there. This my sit. There's no assigned seats in here. I don't like sitting around there. Don't let that offend you. God has bigger things in store for you than being concerned about where you sit. Don't let that offend you. 
Then two, and this just for your hearing and learning, never let a disgruntled saint, they're not the image of SGFC. Look at me and Pastor T. Don't, don't judge SGFC by a member who's having a bad uh, day, who's, been, who's offended. So we have to move from information to application. Are you with me? So, boy, that time is, I wish you guys would just, ah, oh, just, just want to sit all day today. I know you, Psalms, I, I, I just want to show you this verse again to show you that we can get to that place because some think it's impossible. It's not impossible. Psalm 119, 165, real quickly. Notice I said something earlier. I'm not sure if you caught it. But to be a lover of God's word is to do what his word says to do. And if you do that, you are holding fast to your agreement. So that means, see, holding homologia minister, it's just not saying what God says. It's responding or doing the same way God would respond. It's doing what he does. <laughs> As Jesus is, so are we in the world. So the same way Jesus walked in the world, we should respond the same way. And when we do that, it identifies us as one belonging to him. See, oh. <laughs> I'm of no value to you. If I'm all about entertaining and just trying to make you feel good. <laughs> I'm not here to solicit response and get you to jumping around. <laughs> Our job is to teach the truth. And if you have the truth, you'll jump around without me. Happen to <laughs> great peace have they that what that what and and what and listen to this and nothing shall offend them. Do you see this now? Where it says nothing shall offend them, you have to understand because Jesus said offense is going to come. So when it says and nothing shall offend them, that means no matter what comes because they love God's word, live in agreement. And since you respond the way God responds, then that thing will not offend you. Why? Because I didn't give it an opportunity to take root. See, you see this? So this is where the knowledge of the word of God has to come into play. Because if you have no idea how he responds, 
then you will not be able to respond the way he would have you to respond. So to love God's law is to live in agreement. I want to give you this so we can um, go further in the next week or two in this, getting this information to you on living or overcoming offenses. So to love God's word is to what? Live in agreement with his word, right? Say that. To love God's word word. is to live in agreement with God's word. In In other words, it's doing what he says to do. 1 John 5, 3, amplified. You ready? For the true love of God is this. What is it? That we habitually keep his commandments and remain, oh, here we go, and remain focused on his precepts, precepts, laws, principles, instructions, ways. You see that? So we are to remain focused on his ways, his principles, his word or laws, right? So when the offense comes, a lover of God's word won't focus on the offense. It'll focus on his word. It'll focus on his response. It'll focus on his ways. See, it takes root when you give, see, when you focus on the offense, you give life to it. That's how it starts growing. What are you, what are you doing? You're nursing it. I, I, I keep hearing that. Well, it hurt. nobody said it's not going to hurt, beloved. How do you think Jesus felt? And, and, see, another thing is very hypocritical. Oh, we love for God to forgive us, and we stand on it. He's forgiven me now and forever. <laughs> and he has. Oh, how merciful is our God. But why are we apprehensive about expressing the same love? What if God did that to you? What if he, what if he forgave based upon conditions? If you pray all day today, I'll think about it. Let's talk about overlooking offenses. Oh, did we read the front of Okay. We habitually keep his commandments and what? Remain focused on his precepts. And his commandments and his precepts, watch this. They're not difficult to obey. Watch this. They're not difficult. So what's he saying, Brother Rudolph, if you just do it, don't focus on how you feel, it'll work for you. See, the anointing, Sister Gilman, comes when, see, when you do it, that activates that thing, and he empowers you. See, it's already there, man of God. It's just when you do it, when you flip the switch, the power, actually, the power is already there, but when you flip it, it... I'm activated. Now I, I can see it now. See, we keep focusing on, oh, man, it just, it just hurt me so bad. 
Nobody's, we know, we know. Been there, done that. But we, so do you want to hurt or live free? Do, do you want to continue to hurt and harbor bitterness and hatred or do you want to be stuck free? Do, do, do you want to be stress free or do you want to continue to have headaches, sleepless nights, an attitude of revenge or do you want to be stress free? I'm telling you, we hold it by choice. Yes, you do. Yeah. It's not burdensome. Second Peter. Let me show you something because now we have to move from information to application. I want you to notice something here. Circle that word precepts. It means principles. <laughs> Here's the thing about principles. They never discriminate. No, they do not. Principles doesn't say you're black, white, yellow, blue, green. Principles says whatever color you are, if you do it, it'll work for you. Well, you're the pastor. That's why you got it. There are a lot of pastors offended right now. It has nothing to do with, being, it has nothing to do with position. It has to do with a, a posture and attitude. It's choosing to do the word. And I've heard Chris say, I never forget. I never forget him. I, so what you're saying is you're willing to remain hostage. Watch this. At your own will. That's like somebody sitting on death row, man of God, death row, being given a pardon and the keys. I ain't never going to die. And see, some have been so institutionalized by offense that they don't, they, they, they actually embrace the idea of hating on people and being wicked. Christians, man. Second Peter 2, 1, uh, let's begin at verse 5. Now, previously, First Peter, Peter had written to confront and encourage believers in the midst of suffering persecution, which was an ongoing external onslaught, just being persecuted and suffering as a result of being, being followers of Jesus. So here, three years later, we find in this letter, Peter, which contains his last words, listen to this. He, he, he writes to them to warn them of internal attack, complacency, and heresy. Hold on. Internal attack. 80% of believers. Internal attack. 80% of believers at any one given time are offended. At internal attack. 
Again, you have to remember, offense is Satan's number one trap to create division or a dying vision or separation within the body of Christ. So you have to be very careful of internal attack. Everybody told in the Bible, speaking in tongue, giving you a word, doesn't mean that they're not holding something or have hidden agendas. So if you're not discerning, if you're not wise, as the scripture tells us, then before you know it, you are going down the slope so fast. And I submit to you, the eternal attack comes from offense, the complacency comes from offense, and the heresy comes from offense. What do you mean heresy? Now, see, you're so convinced. Now you start making up stuff that God didn't say. Like, and see, heresy is simply when you say something, when you decree what's true as not being true. Or when you say something other than what God says. So if I get up here and pronounce stuff that's not biblical, uh, that's out of agreement with the word, uh, you're a heretic now. If, if, especially if I'm saying it in the name of Jesus and it's not his word. That's the point. Who get what I'm saying? See, I'm a heretic if I say, you know what, you, you know, God understands you really don't have to forgive. See, see, that's heresy. Why? Because he told you to forgive. <sighs> that's a type of heresy. Are you here? So he encourages them, listen, listen to what I'm saying, to follow his advice. And if you follow his advice, watch this, this would ensure Christ-honoring individuals as well as Christ-centered churches. So he's, no, notice he's encouraging them, and if we follow this information, these principles, not only will you be a Christ-centered individual, but we'll see more Christ-centered churches. And we know we are the ecclesia or the ecclesia, the church, but congregationally, it won't be 80% folk upended. Are you here? See, we have to stop all that. I'm praying about it. You already know what to do. See, you already know what to do. I don't need to pray about it when I have the truth on the matter. When I know the answer, I don't need to pray about something I have an answer. I don't need to pray about ask. I don't need to pray about whether or not I should forgive when he's already told me what to do in that situation. We hide behind that because we're not willing to let it go. I'm praying about Why do you have to pray about it? And it's in his word what to do. That's like saying, I, I'm, I'm praying about honoring God. Why do you have to? He, you already know to honor him. Woo. Let's look at this. Oh, this is so good to me. This blesses me. And the amazing thing about it, it works if you do it. Second Peter, I, I want to read 
verse 5 from NLT that I want to go back to the Amplified. I just want to read verse 5 from NLT. Watch this. In view of all what I just said to you, he says this. In view of all this, make every effort oh, to respond to God's promise. Hold on. He's telling you and I to do everything you can. Like I think it's in Romans that encourages us, if all possible, live at peace with all men. In view of all this, make every effort to what? Respond. So there has to be some actions on your part. What do you mean make every effort? I know it don't feel good, but still, respond like I respond. Oh, I know it hurt, but say what I say. I know it threw you for a loop, but forgive like I forgive. Oh, man. Listen. Then he says, supplement your faith. Notice, as new creation believers, we live by from the faith of Jesus, living in agreement with God, right? So here we see that there are things that we should supply or add to in addition that would aid us in living in agreement. See, you just don't live in agreement because you're you saved. Are you here? So supply your faith with a generous provision of moral excellence and more excellence with knowledge. Watch this. Now, let's go to, I think the... Regular King James uses the word diligence, which means to supplement or supply. Watch this. It means to, that word diligence, put the amplified. That word diligence means to supply. Watch this. Properly, listen to this, to lavishly supply. All that is suitable to outfit all that is needed to accomplish a grand objective. I said again. <laughs> to lavishly supply as it is suitable to outfit all that is needed to accomplish a grand objective. To lavishly supply. In other words, I need to overdose on what the Word of God says about this, how to overcome this, until I accomplish the grand objective. What is the grand objective? To let it go, not to be offended. Hold on. And as long as I'm still offended and bitter and, 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 and carrying this hatred and, and, and rebase, I need to overdose, lavishly supply myself with the word until I reach my objective. And what's the objective? To respond like God responds. And supply simply means to furnish or provide a person with what's lacking. So he's, get, so he's about to show us some things that we need to supplement or add 
in addition to our agreement or that would strengthen our agreement in him. Are you here? Verse 5, for this very reason, apply your diligence. Do you see this? To the divine promises. Make every effort in exercising your faith to develop what? Moral excellence. Do you see this? That's dealing with your character. And in moral excellence, what? Knowledge. Insight. Understanding. Do you see this? No, he said, for this very reason, make every effort. Listen, Peter is emphatic here when he says make every effort. He's not merely making a suggestion. Are you here? Does our faith need to be supplemented? According to Peter, it does. So again, you just can't go off, oh man, I'm a Christian. Yeah, but there's things you need to be doing to strengthen that agreement. Are you here? Look, in verse 6, and in your knowledge, what? Self-control. And in your self-control, steadfastness. Steadfastness. And in your steadfastness, godliness. I want to show you something here. Now, I've said it years ago. Self-control is one of the characteristics of the fruit of the Spirit. So, it's impossible to possess self-control. When you are void of the person, power, presence of Holy Spirit. So if I want to possess self-control, I need his power. That's why when you pray in Holy Spirit, you edify, you build yourself, you strengthen yourself. That's why you can't do it. You need his help. Are you here? And in your godliness, what? Brother affection. And in your brotherly affection, watch this, or develop Christian love, that is, learn unselfishly what? Seek the best for others and to do things for their benefit. He's telling us how to get to that place of living stress-free, strife-free, stuck-free. Are you with me? Watch this. He names seven things, and I don't think... It's by happenstance that there are seven qualities that he said, and I'm sure there are more, but here, Sister Williams, he named seven things that if if we would add to our faith, I'm going to show you something. We won't ever stumble. Notice, to be offended is to a cause for stumbling. You stumbled. He said, you won't never do it. Why? Because you're a doer of the word. Are you here? We, we like, let's have number completion. Well, if you do these seven things, you will find yourself being complete in the area of offense because you allowed yourself to be a doer of God's word. But it's also significant of foundation, balance, and perfection. 
See, a lot of people aren't balanced because there are things that they should be doing to supplement their faith or encourage their agreement that they're not doing so they stay off balance. Right here in the Word. Verse 8. For as these qualities, do you see this, are yours and in... For as these qualities are yours and are, see, and are, guys, y'all talk, and are, okay, talk, that's how I want you to talk to me. Because according to an audience, 80% of you are offended by that response. So you have to talk to me so they won't think you are offended. Okay? So, are you here? And are, now. They're not increasing, daughter, just because time is going by. They are increasing because you're making every effort. Oh. And what happens as you are increasing, you are growing towards spiritual maturity. See, every time I do it, Brother Moore, it, 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 it adds to that maturity. It, it makes you less prone to be offended by every little thing. Why? Because I've supplemented my faith with these things. Oh, man. They will keep you from being useless. Notice he was talking to a church who had become complacent. And unproductive in regard to the true knowledge and greater understanding of our Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 9, for whoever lacks these qualities is blind, short-sighted. See, closing his spiritual eyes to the... See, that's intentionality. The person who's just so rigid and fixed on holding on to it. See, you are short-sighted, he says. Closing your, in other words, it's like this. I don't want to hear that. I know what the word says, but I don't want to see that. For whoever lacks these qualities is blind, short-sighted, closing his eyes to the truth. Having become oblivious to the fact that he was cleansed from your old ways. In other words, you're not even acting like or remembering that you used to be like that, but you've been washed, and now you should look and act, respond like me. It's it's like this. In labor terms, it's like not doing this is forgetting that you were even saved. Woo. Therefore, believers, be all the more diligent to make certain about his calling and choosing you. In other words, see, watch this. Oh, did you just see that? Uh uh uh. Look. He says, for whoever lacks these qualities, blind, short-sighted, closing his eyes, spiritual eyes to the truth, having become oblivious to the fact that he was cleansed from his old sins. Notice. So to this, you close your eyes, is you're acting like you're not even a believer. Now, when he says make your calling election sure, what he said is, did you check yourself to make sure you really were saved in the first place. 
That's what he's saying. Since there's no, since you are oblivious to it, since you purposefully, purposefully, willingly choose not to do it, ask yourself, what was my salvation experience like? Did I just get the right hand without saying the right words? Because I can shake your hand is not validation that you received salvation because you took the right hand of fellowship. Did you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead? Therefore, believers, be all the more diligent to make sure about your calling. Watch this. He says right and choose. Be sure that your behavior reflects and confirms your relationship. <laughs> so, to the 80%, just watching. You have to ask yourself, does my behavior concerning this thing reflect my relationship with God? If not, I need to check myself because I've already wrecked myself. For these things, see, thank you. By what? For, for by doing these things, so by, so I just can't read them. I see. Ooh, that's good, Jesus. Be sure your behavior reflects. Oh, shabba, ba, 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 shabba. Oh, da, 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 da. Be sure you got Holy Spirit, too, because some of these tongues are... are <laughs> so you got to do more than read. You have to do what you read. Are y'all hearing this? Because I'm only getting a response from the 20% who are free. Let me, for by doing these things, watch this, actively, so, 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 so when you do these things, you are actively, guess what you're doing? Developing. You know what's happening, Brother, uh, uh, brother James? You, you are developing, guess what? Now I'm maturing, I'm building those spiritual muscles. What you think? That's when you're developing. I'm getting better at this. You act. See, when you do them, you, you are developing these virtues, man. You see this? Oh, and because of this, you will. You'll stumble sometime. Oh, I just don't believe that. As long as you are doing what the word says to do, you will not stumble if I'm a doer of his word. That's what his word says. But you know why people stumble, Brother Rudolph? Because they don't actively do. They turn their head. You will never, watch this, you will never stumble in your spiritual growth and will live a life that will lead others away from sin. Do you see this? That will live a life that will lead others away. 
Ah, uh, that's a good stopping point. And so we can pick up here next week. Come on, let's get the Lord a good hand. Clap and praise. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to make a donation and support this ministry as we expand the kingdom of God, please visit ShekinahGloryFC.com or download our church app from iTunes App Store or Google Play by searching Shekinah Glory FC and click Give to make your donation.